You're listening to Pixels in Flesh, an Anderson Dexter novel, written and read by M. Darusha Wayne. For more information, visit darusha.ca. Chapter 17 When Dex got back to the apartment, Annabelle was done her workday and had already opened a bottle of synthwine. Celebrating? She grinned. I finally got to the end of the security patch. I'm down to having one job, and it's not even full time. Congratulations! You sharing that celebration, or should I leave you two alone? Dex gestured to the bottle, condensing in her grip. I suppose I could be persuaded to share, she said, getting another glass and pouring out a measure. They clicked glasses and drank. So you're going to have a bit more free time now, I suppose, Dex said. Yeah, Annabelle said, but she didn't sound entirely certain. What? I've got a line on a few other things, she admitted. I don't want to get complacent. One completed gig does not a robust resume make. Dex laughed. Well, can you at least try not to get another job until you've had a full night's sleep? Maybe even two, if that's not too extravagant. I'll try. She gave him a look, which implied that he was being overprotective, but Dex could tell that she was running herself down. The dark circles under her eyes didn't make her any less beautiful, but they did worry him. So, do you want to tell me how it went? he said, sinking into a chair. Or is it a top-secret security patch? Not secret at all, Annabelle said, but pretty boring. That's the other problem with just starting out. It's not like I can pick and choose the most interesting jobs. This was only a step above what running a script would have been. Dex doubted that Stella Bish would be wasting Annabelle's talents on a job that could have been automated, but he sympathized with her frustration at its lack of complexity. It was the price of being truly exceptional at what she did. She took a drink of her wine and sighed. The only thing that made it at all interesting is that they require their system to be capable of handling anonymous logins, but authenticating each one against itself. Dex wasn't following at all, and he must have looked it, because Annabelle explained. So, I want to take a course on whatever it is they teach there. But I don't want to be identified or have any record of it being me who's in attendance. So far, no big deal. Being anonymous online isn't hard. But what's harder is having an anonymous account on their system, so my attendance, assignments, grades, or whatever, are all tied to me, but not tied to my real identity. Does that make sense? I think so, Dex said. But surely you just give everyone a user and pass and leave it at that, like an anonymous messenger. Yes and no, Annabelle said. MCity has all those authentication protocols that are tied to our specific systems. That's what makes it hard to create multiple accounts. Obviously, there are ways around that, but usually it's the user who has to make the effort there. Here, they want to handle it all on their end. Huh. Is that even possible? Oh, sure, Annabelle said, grinning. It's just technical and difficult. Lucky for me. Well, I can see why Ms. Bish recommended you for that job, Dex said. That's exactly the kind of thing that's up your street. Hmm. Annabelle's smile faded, and she set her glass down. It did get me wondering why exactly they're doing it, though. I mean, it's none of my business, and as much as I don't exactly trust Stella Bish, I don't think she'd be involved in something dangerous. But with everything else going on, why the big need for secrecy? Dex pondered. It was a training lab, you said? Annabelle nodded. But what kind of training? Never came up, she said. I was up to my ass in the code. I never even saw the res or the front end. Dex nodded thoughtfully. You did get the name of the outfit, though. 
Of course. Better Biz Brigade, she snorted. Pretty cheesy, huh? Yeah, Dex said. Doesn't give much of an indication about what they do. Maybe some kind of upskilling? But for what? I don't know, Annabelle shrugged. Well, it doesn't really matter, Dex said. Nope, Annabelle said, biting her lower lip. I'm, uh, running a search for information about them anyway. Curiosity got to me, I guess. No point in having access to all kinds of backdoor information if I can't use it once in a while, right? Her words were confident, but her tone was anything but. Feeling guilty about digging into one of your clients? A little. I mean, it's not like I need to know what they do. Sure, but I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to know who's paying your bills. I guess. Annabelle finished her wine and slotted the glass into the cleaner. You mind if I just watch a movie then head to bed? You were right about me needing a decent sleep. Sure thing. He leaned over and gave her a kiss. You want some company for the movie? Seriously? Annabelle gave Dex a look. It's one of those dumb action sims you hate. I promise not to make fun of it too loudly, Dex grinned. Well, all right. See you in the Roxy, then. I'll bring the popcorn, Dex said, and linked into the M-City Cinema, ordering about half the snack bar and finding Annabelle in one of the couple seats in the back row. You'll hold my hand in the scary parts? Shut up and watch the movie, Annabelle said, but she took his hand and held on. And not just for the scary parts. The next morning was a leisurely affair, and Annabelle didn't even log into M-City until nearly midday. Dex decided that it was time for him to get out of the apartment and get out into the streets. He set off with no particular destination in mind, but then began to think about the events of the last few days. He was reminded of Jamie Aristo's thoughts after the explosion, how angry they'd been. Terrorists. That was the word they had used. Dex had thought it was a bit of an overreaction at the time, but now... He wondered if Jamie knew something he didn't. He pinged Jamie, not expecting a response, but they answered in real time and suggested a meeting. Dex didn't have any other plans, so he suggested the same stim bar where they'd met previously. Jamie had seemed comfortable there, and Dex didn't care one way or another. When he arrived, Jamie was just settling into a corner table, a stim bulb in their hand. They lifted their other hand in a greeting, and Dex crossed the small space to the table. "'How are things?' he asked as he sat. Good. Busy, Jamie answered, taking a hit off the bulb. Now that we know these storefront attacks are part of something bigger, there's a lot of scrutiny on everything we've already done. That's not going to be a problem, is it? Dex asked, then quickly clammed up as a server approached the table. Lemon tea? he asked, and the server nodded, waiting for the stim order. Plain, thanks. The server cocked an eyebrow, but then turned and went back to the bar without commentary. No, Jamie said, picking up the conversational thread. No problem. Just work. Not that I'm complaining. I'll be perfectly happy to see whoever is behind this get what's coming to them. People like this, who assume that just because you have to work for a living that you're part of the system, part of what needs to get broken, I, I just don't have any time for that. Dex wasn't entirely certain that he followed where Jamie was going with this line of thought, but he got the gist. Jamie was pissed, and wanted to find the group as much as anyone else. Dex's tea arrived, and he took a sip of the steaming liquid. It was surprisingly good. He'd expected a run-down stim place to use cheap bases for their cocktails, but he thought there might actually be essence of real fruit in there somewhere. Any leads so far? he asked. Jamie shook their head. It's early days, of course. 
Right now, we've been told to look into anything that seems organized, that's counterculture, that's vocally anti-corporate. They shook their head and took another hit at the stim bulb. The tension in their shoulders visibly reduced, and Dex saw a couple of lines in Jamie's face disappear. As much as he didn't enjoy stims, he could appreciate their value. I get it, Jamie went on. It's the obvious thing to look for. It's just that perfectly reasonable people might get caught up in this. People who have nothing to do with these attacks, but who are just trying to make things a little bit better. They seemed to stop themselves from saying more and smiled. Anyway, you know how it is. You have to chase a few false trails before you find what you're after, right? That's the system, like it or lump it. Dex nodded, wondering where Jamie's train of thought had been headed before it had been carefully derailed. He couldn't fault them for being circumspect. They'd only met recently, and Jamie didn't really know Dex from the hole in the wall. Except... So, it's none of my business, but I asked Annabelle about you, Dex said, carefully watching Jamie's face to see if he was putting himself in the soup, but they didn't seem to be upset. Yeah, that was a bit awkward seeing her the other day, Jamie said. We felt like such good friends, but after the clinic, honestly, I hadn't really thought about her in years. Don't feel bad, Dex smiled. That's pretty much exactly what she said. I think it was probably one of those circumstantial things. It happens on cases sometimes, too. You spend a lot of time with someone, in trying conditions, and you become close. Then that circumstance is gone, and the friendship fades away. I think it's normal. Jamie nodded. Yeah, probably. It was strange to see her again, though. I'm glad she's happy. Especially that you're still in the picture. About that... Dex's stomach nodded, and he desperately didn't want to ask the question on his mind. He also knew that he couldn't not ask. I don't want you to break a confidence or anything, but it's been bothering me ever since Annabelle told me she was getting the work done. He took a deep breath and found that he couldn't meet Jamie's eye. She always said she didn't do it for me, but... Oh. Jamie reached over and brushed Dex's hand, startling him into looking at them. I can see why you might think that, after what I said the other night. But you should believe her. We talked a lot at the clinic, about our lives before, why we were there. Things you don't tell just anyone, you know. And I can tell you that she was there for no one but herself. To finally feel like she was herself, no matter where she was. Dex nodded, still unsure. Jamie must have sensed his ambivalence, because they added... I did get the feeling that being with you gave her something that helped her make the decision. Moral support, or a sense that someone really saw her despite appearances. Or maybe it was simply a kick in the pants, I don't know. Does that make sense? There was a painful stinging in Dex's sinuses, and he didn't trust himself to speak, so he just nodded. Oh, Annabelle. Dex sometimes forgot that he hadn't been the only one whose world turned upside down when she had come into his life. He sipped his tea slowly, letting the steam condense on his face until he had to wipe it away with the back of his hand. You've been listening to Pixels in Flesh by M. Darusha Wayne. For more information about this and the other Anderson Dexter books, visit darusha.ca. Thanks for listening.